the heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today on the, what is it, Robbie, the post-Thanksgiving edition. It's the post-Thanksgiving Eve, Eve, Eve edition. There you go. It, it, doesn't it just seem like a few minutes ago that we were doing last week's show? <laughs> I mean, to me, it just seems like a, a blink of the eye and the, and the holiday's gone. It really in the larger scheme of things. <laughs> yeah. Or was there really even a holiday? That's the question. Right? So what was your Thanksgiving like? Right? Was, was it really a time of thankfulness? Probably hopefully you had a good Thanksgiving this year. Oh, there's nothing. Nothing like being with your family and stuffing yourself. It's, it's very biblical in my world. <laughs> it is. And we're going to get to that a little bit later. And, and, and for, for some of you, it may just be a very joyous time. For others, it may be a very painful time. It may be both. Or it could be a time that you just forget all that and you go shopping, right? Because there is a lot of shopping that goes on, unfortunately, these days on Thanksgiving Day. You know, back when you were a young guy and, and you know they had cars that wound up or cranked, <laughs> cranked <laughs> Robbie, but the, the stores were open. That was a crank. <laughs> Especially with you know the horses coming up and up. stuff like that. You know, they <laughs> yeah, I, I never get that right. But so when the horse and buggy got to the store, it wasn't open. No. No. No, but... Uh, Let's see if uh, if this sounds like your Thanksgiving, then let's come back and talk about it a little bit. Every holiday season, there's one toy everyone has to have. I want the Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move, and the Walter Warren jetpack, and the boomerang shooter. Getting it is every child's dream. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Finding it. You got the doll, right? Is this father's nightmare? I'll get that toy. I promise. Whoa! Nothing like waiting till the last minute, I would say. your Christmas spirit. The last one just left. No. It's two fathers. This is one. One mission. Woo! Oh, poor baby. <laughs> and every man for himself. Had. I work for the post office and I'm unstable. Tell him. This man is totally insane. Thank you. Christmas comes but once a year. So if that sounded like your Thanksgiving, maybe we're just a little off. Now, we're not talking shopping's bad. We're going to come back and talk about it. But, Dennis, that, that clip led you to some thoughts, didn't it? I remember two things from when I was younger, Sam. The first was I don't remember seeing Christmas ads on TV until at least the week of Thanksgiving and probably afterwards. And now it's like the day before Halloween mm-hmm. that they start coming out. And the other thing was as a, as a kid – is how long those time periods seemed in between uh, each holiday. And you had those little sectors where you went from Halloween and then you went to Thanksgiving, and that seemed like it was forever and ever. Thanksgiving for Christmas for a young person was an eternity. But somewhere along the line, we kind of lost that one in the middle. Yeah, and is that, why do you think that is, Robbie? If, if I ask you the question, why do you think, who would benefit from us not really 
celebrating Thanksgiving. That would be the enemy that would much prefer that we made it all about ourselves. We made it about the money. We made it about the gifts and not about the one who provided them. Right. And, and again, I'm probably speaking differently than anyone else sitting around the, the, the room today, which we have Robbie and Dennis and, and Vinny and Al and I, that uh, my family and I were Black Friday shoppers. Were. Notice I said were. We, we refused to go this year the traditional way where you go and you sit and you wait and you wait and wait for hours for the store to open and, and then you rush in and get some stuff and you leave. And, and we never, we were out just always short periods of time, but we had lots of fun as a family. But we refused to go this year because they moved all the times up to the middle of Thanksgiving Day or early evening. And we're not willing to get rid of our Thanksgiving. Right? It was okay when it was midnight. It was okay when it was 5 in the morning. We loved it when it was 5 in the morning, actually, because we got to celebrate time with some of our older kids just sitting out there together freezing and laughing and playing cards but this year it's like no i'm not willing to give that up and i think that's part of the enemy's plan is to rob us of thanksgiving oh it's it's a sad thing because that time with your family is is the precious part of thanksgiving and so if you turn that into the the tradition of black friday that in itself you know is precious i'm one of the things i'm really looking forward to myself for thanksgiving this year is that as my kids have gotten older you know, they're going to come home for Thanksgiving, and I get to have that time back with them. And, and that's precious to me. Yeah. Uh, we, um, we celebrated Thanksgiving every year. I mean, we did the traditional, the turkey. We, we do that every year. We did it again this year. You know, we have a, a big spread, but then we would, you know, bundle up and, and go out and get in line. And, uh, you know, you're, you're ex- even more cold when your belly's full, and it's really cold outside. But, you know, we'd stand out there, and again, we'd have a lot of fun. And so we're not saying that shopping's bad, but the point is, are, are you stopping to remember some of what the day's really about? It is about having the kids come home for some people and spending time with them or, or going to see family that you haven't seen in a while. Al, you and your family did something special for Thanksgiving, didn't you? That's right. We went to Boone uh, to see my dad. They drove down from Ohio. My brother came up from Mississippi, and we all got together. I had to go back Thanksgiving Day to get my son because he had to work midnight shift at uh wednesday night but oh man just being together we're, we're at a point now where we're all functional and happy and having fun and join each other you know i think when the enemy robs um us of precious days right i mean i think back and there's not a lot of days i remember in my childhood but i remember lots of thanksgivings i remember exactly where we were almost every year i remember the food we had it was at my grandma's i can tell you exactly the food that it was Right, and we still have some of those traditionally, but for me, those memory points are just precious. And not that our family wasn't dysfunctional. We did a show a few weeks back that every family is a Springer family, and if yeah. you spent time with family this this last week, you kind of know that can be true, right? But still, it's it's precious memories, and, and the enemies after that, and so much more, right? Because Robbie, you talked a little bit about biblically, is there a precedent for feasting? Yeah, God was huge on feasts, and he had them all lined out that this is how you did Passover and that, that all these people were supposed to be here and you were supposed to celebrate it this way, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Trumpets. And all these things were bringing together everyone in the community and with the idea of praising God. But also I think of the 23rd Psalm where he said, you know, where David said, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. And so these feasts were literally to fill yourself. 
and his cup would run over. You know, those kind of things are like you're absolutely knowing that God is going to provide every need. You're going to be totally full, and, and this is going to be awesome. And it's going to be awesome because it's like a picture of heaven. Mm-hmm. It's like a picture of what it's going to be in the wedding supper. But he not only robs it from a standpoint of we're going to go shopping or we're going to do whatever, but even in the attacks within our family, the, the dysfunction that went in there because you had this picture, wow, Thanksgiving was going to be this and this and this, and I was finally going to get to be with this person again. And then Satan got in there and threw a barb in that old wound, and the next thing you know, it it was a disappointment. It was bitter. And rather than the thanks that you were hoping to give to God for the community of our family, it went south. It ends up being more like a Thanksgiving vacation if they would have done that movie <laughs> yeah. versus Christmas vacation, right? You have this desire for it, and the enemy wants to come around that in any way he can because, again, if he can get you to turn on each other, you're going to focus on him. And, and Dennis, there's some element of these holidays that can make you kind of turn on yourself, isn't there, that you can kind of take yourself and take yourself out of the the, the equation of, of, of saying, okay, I want to walk here with some people because, you know, you talked about having your best times were not necessarily with family, but no. going out and spending time with others. Yeah, there was a time in our family's lives back probably 30 or so years ago where everyone started to kind of split up. And we all lived together, and all of a sudden we were that old Carol King song, You're So Far Away, mm-hmm. doesn't anyone get together anymore? Uh, and I, I could recall, I actually remember sitting down one time and going down through every year I was someplace different for uh, for Thanksgiving. But some of the ones I remember the most are the ones where we actually turned that around and reached out to someone. I went out to uh, a uh, addiction recovery place here in our area one Thanksgiving. Uh, had met some guys out there that were staying, went out to see them. Uh, when I was in the JCs, we used to take Thanksgiving meals out to families in our area. Uh, used to go down to the, to the Samaritan Ministries and help out there. And it's amazing when you when you reach out to other people and you realize that, well, I may be feeling a little lonely because I'm not going to be getting together with all my family. Those folks are in the same place. In a lot of cases, even in a worse place, because they don't have anyone, absolutely no one. And thank you. You answered that much, much better than I asked it. What I, was, what I was saying is, you know, you can take that time when you are in periods of being alone and you can look at that and say, wow, I'm just alone and I'm just going to stay here in my my shell and not do anything or I can step out and still be in community with others in the midst of it. You know, Al, if I ask you about your, your childhood, you know, Thanksgiving, does, is there, are there some good Thanksgiving memories back when you were a child? Uh, you know, we would, it was just my mom, my sister and I, and we would get together and make the Thanksgiving food together. So we were constantly cooking and tasting and eating. And then we'd sit down for Thanksgiving and we would be so full we would have to, we would just get the smallest portions on the plate and we were done. And my mom said, you know what? We spend six hours cooking and we spend 15 minutes eating. I'm like, yeah, but that was a good six hours. Yeah. And, and you eat that food pretty much the next two or three days, which is really kind of uh, fun. Two or three days, weeks. Yeah. You know, we have a rare opportunity here to, to actually talk to a man who was at the Macy's parade before they had balloons. So I thought you were going to say Mayflower. He was there with you know, John what, Smith and Pocahontas. What but, was the first Thanksgiving? But actually, he was. I mean, ser- seriously, weren't you? You you were there in New York City, and and you got to see the 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 parade and and the first ever was it Snoopy? I can't remember so long ago. I love your introductions on me, uh, Robbie. To be honest with you. I was there for a lot of things, and sure, the Thanksgiving parade was a 
big, big thing. And as a kid, we used to love it, just running up and down, you know, Broadway where they were marching. Uh, but the good part of it was that we went home, and we were with family. Uh, and as a kid, they treated the kids so, so good that day. You know, I mean, the next day, if you did some out of, you got your whack. You know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but that day, you know, they wanted to make us happy and gave us all the attention. That's what a kid wants, attention. So I was thankful for that. Very. Thank you. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Thanksgiving and and what really that should be looking like in our lives to God. How can we look back to Him with Thanksgiving at this time and have it be more than just eating or shopping? You're listening to The Masculine Journey. You can get more information on us at MasculineJourneyRadio.org. You can get past podcasts there or ask us a question. I can make an impact in the world. Young people think that we can't make a difference, but sometimes we can make the biggest difference. You just have to find something that you're passionate about and use your talents and your abilities to volunteer. Volunteering doesn't have to be a chore. There is no better feeling than helping somebody else. You can see one person smile. It can really open up your heart to new things. See a need and change the world. Are you a young volunteer making a difference? Apply for the Prudential Spirit of Community Award. Visit spirit.prudential.com. Hope is a verb. It calls us to action. Pulmonary hypertension is a disease. It affects up to 40% of scleroderma patients, 32% of sickle cell patients, one out of every 200 AIDS patients. It also attacks those with lupus, sleep apnea, and COPD. It has no cure yet, but there is hope on the horizon. To be part of the solution or to find out more about pulmonary hypertension, visit phassociation.org. Empowered by hope. So, Dennis, you know who that artist is, correct? Yeah, the often cynical, but in this case, actually giving thanks, it sounds like Don Henley of the Eagles. Yeah, it's a song that was on uh, one of his albums. Uh, I'm still, I'm old. I call it album CD, I guess yeah. it is, right? But it, it was on a CD called Inside Job. It was not really known very well, but such a powerful song where he gets in and he really sings about all these things in life, even the challenges. Mm-hmm. I need to be thankful for them. Right, because they've changed me. They've helped me be better. Right, and so as we're talking about this topic of Thanksgiving, and maybe you went shopping, maybe you didn't, and maybe that's okay in your eyes, and maybe it's not. We're not going to really broach that subject to say. Hopefully, you had a good one. But did you take time this year to be thankful? You know, I talked a little bit before the break about you know growing up, and I grew up in a family that I think was pretty thankful. But honestly, I don't remember ever praying around my grandma's table. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't remember ever that activity. You know, maybe I was too young. But I don't remember doing that piece of it. Yeah. In the community and the, the fun with the family was awesome. But something's still missing there, isn't it? If you don't take time to say, okay, God, thanks for, thanks for what you've done this year and, and even the bad things. Yeah, you know, I just got an idea for something, too. That, uh, 
there is a, a blog posted right now for uh, the journey with music, and I took a look at this song from a biblical perspective. Um, and there are places for comments for that. Maybe this would be a cool place to kind of go in after Thanksgiving and say what you were grateful for, what blessings came your way this year, uh, and share those with us because we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, now if Don Henley can be thankful for stuff, I'm just kidding. Then anybody yeah, then, can. <laughs> he is a very cynical guy sometimes, but it is a, is a great song. And, and so part of that I want to ask you, what are you truly thankful for? You know, Are you thankful for some of the challenges you had this year? Robbie, there, I'm sure there's been some challenges this year for you. But has God showed up in ways for you through those? Oh, absolutely. Without those challenges, those are the, without a test, how would you have a testimony kind of thing? Yeah. And so as the, there were some large tests this year, but there were some large understandings that came as a result of those tests that give me freedom to be who God meant me to be. And so that freedom for me, my innocence card, my <laughs> other things that, that, that God's given me this year, it, it, it's been an absolutely miraculous year for me in, in, in walking in freedom again. And I, and I think that um, years ago when I started my journaling, God somehow or another put it on my heart to start every morning with thanks, thanks for the thinking of what I could be thankful for because unfortunately, what happens is if we start complaining, we start sounding like the Israelites in the desert. You know, we, it, it grows throughout your day. But if, if, if somehow or another you can start out in the morning thinking, wow, what is it that God's really doing and, and things like that changes your perspective. It does. And, and actually sometimes, probably more times than not, kids get this often better than we do. And so going back, and that's not just something new, but going back to an old cartoon, old relative, I guess, depending on your age, but an older cartoon called Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. And we're going to listen to Linus talk a little bit about the meaning of Thanksgiving, but also listen to his prayer. Yes, there was prayer in cartoons back then, but listen to his prayer at the end of it, and we'll come back and talk about it. He wasn't like wanting a clean blanket or something? Well, he was praying for that. Okay. Year 1621, the Pilgrims held their first Thanksgiving feast. They invited the great Indian chief, Massasoit, who brought 90 of his brave Indians and a great abundance of food. Governor William Bradford and Captain Miles Standish were honored guests. Elder William Brewster, who was a minister, said a prayer that went something like this. We thank God for our homes and our food and our safety in a new land. We thank God for the opportunity to create a new world for freedom and justice. Amen. So, Dennis, as you listen to that, I mean, that that cartoon's got to be, what, 70s? Mid-60s. Okay, so that was on in the mid-60s. And so what? Uh, when you listen to that, you really get to hear that, uh, that they knew that God was a part of their provision. Right, even in a ch- child's cartoon show, they knew that God was part of the provision. And so, as you listen to that, does it bring back some things to you? Uh, yes. And I wonder today how many kids that are what my age was back then was like six or seven or eight years old uh, could even tell you what Thanksgiving was about and how that came about and the story with that. And the other thing I, I read a few years ago that I thought was interesting is that Charles Schultz, who created all those Peanuts characters in Charlie Brown, was actually a Christian. So he, he shared these things, and that's why you had the prayer and those sorts of things. He was putting it out there back then. Of course, it was more commonplace then 
than it is today, unfortunately. But uh, he was on a mission, too, to, to, to talk about the true meaning of Thanksgiving. Yeah, unfortunately, in, in today's TV world, that uh, there are more things that are in this world standard that are appropriate that are, are um, and, and prayer is not. And that just really amazes me. Al, you had a comment you want to make? No, I was doing a great job just listening to you. But if I were to say anything about, you know, you were just talking about this year, this has been one of those just wide open years for me. I've had a new job. We moved. Um, and that the new job was an incredible opportunity. My wife and I have gotten so much closer. We had a great relationship before. <laughs> Even better, my kids and I are getting along. This ministry has changed, and we've just bonded so well together. I, you know, and I've started teaching Sunday school again. So this has been one of those. Uh, is somebody? Well, I don't want to say pinch me because you will. But this is one of those. I can't believe this is really happening. And I'm really amazed that the witness protection program works that well. (laughs) 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 Uh, There are some things I'm not thankful for. A new new name. I mean, all sorts of different things. Uh, Dennis, this year has not been without its challenges, correct? No, there have been. And I was thinking about that as he was saying that, uh, both for myself and for some other people that I know. And I'm thinking about this song called Blessings that my daughter and I have sang a couple of times together in church. What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? Uh, a lot of people, uh, their blessings may come through tough times they've had this year. Some things that have been really, really hard, but they've seen that God has, God has brought them joy through their circumstances, and they've grown, and they've gotten closer to Him. Uh, and I would say that I'm one of those people. Hey, Vinny, I wanted to ask you a question, if it's okay. Yeah. This year's had some challenges, and it's been very difficult for you as well. But in that, aren't you finding... A different intimacy with God? Oh, big time, really. I mean, losing my sight. My wife has lost her sight. And, you know, I turn to God for everything nowadays. It's, uh, and he's always there. It, he never shuts me off, you know, and, and I truly believe in that. But I want to get back to something that Robbie said there about Thanksgiving and enjoying the family and all that stuff. It just came to me, uh, I remember every Thanksgiving that we had my grandmother, and I mean, we were like 25 people, would make bags of food and send us kids, all the young kids, to the neighbors that they knew didn't have, now I'm talking about the 30s and 40s here, Mm -hmm. didn't have anything to eat. They didn't know Thanksgiving or not. These were just poor immigrants, and here, it was our time, now it's six o'clock, go take care of the neighborhood, whichever way you want. And my father, who was not, uh, maybe some of you remember what I said about my father, but he would go out himself and give out money. Mm-hmm. And Thanksgiving has a different meaning uh, to me. You know, it's two words. Thanks for what you have given me, and now it's my turn to give. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, and when you're living in that thankful, that Thanksgiving place, it softens hearts, right? Even oh, some of the sure. hardest people get their hearts softened when they really let themselves be thankful. Yes, definitely. I mean, I seen my father, you know, the look in my father's face, uh, you know, hours before he would go out, 
it wasn't the same as when he came back. I mean, I actually seen tears in my father's eyes, and that was never going to happen, you know. But when it came to Thanksgiving and giving, he was really there. And I, that's something that I really, truly, you know, it's a memory that I cherish with all my heart now mm-hmm. about my family. One of the, the memories for me is... I, I often give my in-laws a hard time. You know, I joke with them and, and give them a hard time. But one of the traditions they started years ago was was writing on a, we put this white sheet over the top of the table, and it's the tablecloth. And we've been writing every year. Somebody writes what they're thankful for. Each person goes around. And, and we've been doing it now since my daughters were, uh, well, it's been 20-plus years that we've been doing it. And we always have the date. And you can go back and you can kind of look. And you can see what different people were thankful for at different ages, but you can also see part of the journey you came through. Because I can go back and look and see what I was thankful for two or three years ago and remember what God provided for me at that time. Right? If nothing else, it reminds me of, hey, Sam, I was here for you here. I was here for you here. I was here for your family here. Yes, there were tough times. There's always tough times. Right? We live behind enemy lines. There are tough times. But God's here, and that's the reason to be thankful. Yeah, it's, you know, Vinny, that was profound. There is the two words. There is the thanks for the things that we received. And I know a lot of folks today may be thinking, wow, my Thanksgiving wasn't all that great because of this, this, and this. And, and I reflect back on certain friends like Bob Young, who doesn't have Rob Young to enjoy. He didn't have him to enjoy Thanksgiving with him. Or, you know, my good friend Edith Hill doesn't have her husband Vic this Thanksgiving. And, you know, Vinny, you know what that's like for... So even to have those loved ones is, is to be tremendously thankful. But I was studying the spirit of poverty this week, and I, I, I found out something fascinating, that the art of giving <laughs> is, in a way, to dismiss that idea of, of, the, of the poverty, of the spirit of poverty. And so the giving part of thanksgiving, when you're giving money or you're giving food or whatever it is that you're giving, you're actually saying, God has given me so much that there's this abundance that I can give from. It's, it's pretty profound. And it is not too late. It's no. still Thanksgiving weekend. You still have time to go out and love on somebody and give thanks. And you can do that not just once a year, but every day. And so take some time today and say, God, I'm thankful for this. And take some time tomorrow and the day after and let him soften your heart. And we will as well. Thanks for listening. <laughs>